Hi, everyone. This is Nikki Bostwick. I'm your host for The Fullest Podcast. And our guest today is Rochelle Robinette, who's a clinical herbalist, holistic health practitioner, and founder of Supernatural, a cafe and company dedicated to real-world plant-based health. Hi, Rochelle. Hi. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to connect with you because I absolutely love your products and I'm just such a huge fan of yours. So I'm excited to finally have you on the podcast and yeah, I'm just really excited to hear about you from you and learn about what brought you to, you know, becoming a holistic health practitioner and herbalist and kind of the found your foundation on, um, on what, how you practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want me to, do you want me to dive in or do you have a specific uh, angle you want yeah, to start with there? Dive in. <laughs> All Just, right. um, you know, dive in and tell us how, what, what inspired you to become an herbalist? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I, well, I definitely didn't realize it you know, as I was growing up, that this was something that would be my future. Um, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest on a farm and had parents in basically in Eastern and, and what's that? What part of the Pacific Northwest? Because I um, lived in Oregon for a while and my in-laws live in Seattle. So I'm super interested. Is it like Washington or Canada or what part? Oh, yeah. I grew up in Washington in the Rainier Valley. Cool. On a farm? That's so fun. <laughs> you know what? It's fun in retrospect, but as a kid, you know, it's it's a limited amount of fun and ton of work. Uh, at least our experience with it was, you know, lots of chores. Every single weekend we were, you know, outside all day long just doing basically manual labor. And, you know, it was beautiful. But as a kid, you're like, where are my friends? Where's the mall? Where's, like you know, the, yeah. the social scene. Um, and so I was in that environment, you know, and, and kind of unknowingly cultivating a very strong relationship with nature and a comfort with being outside and disconnected and growing our own food and, you know, having animals. And my dad uh, was an anesthesiologist. So always kind of learning about the effects of, you know, in his case, pharmaceutical and medication and surgery and, you know, Western medicine. And we even, we even went to work with him a few times and got to see, you know, in the operating room, see surgeries and really firsthand kind of experience what it was like to see a body kind of go through medicine. And then my mom uh, is a dietitian and nutritionist. So on her side, and, you know, very sort of alternative medicine leaning and into supplements and, um, you know, would take me to acupuncture if I wanted to try acupuncture or the chiropractor, all these different things. And so, you know, kind of unknowingly surrounded by a lot of the concepts that I would then later go on to work with. But my mission was to get the hell off of the farm and move to New York City and work in fashion. <laughs> like, the total, you know, total opposite intentionally. Um, that was my dream. And, you know, long story short, that's what I did. Uh, and then, you know, after working in fashion for several years and agencies and 
um, absolutely loving it and feeling like, you know, I got to work with people that I had idolized. I got to do exactly the kinds of things that I had always hoped of doing, you know, being on set, producing fashion shows, traveling around the world, like doing, you know, just doing, doing these, these dream come true. And also, I mean, truly, you know, just working your ass off. That's a really intense combination of exactly. industries at, <laughs> at season and fashion. Um, but it got yeah. to a point where I was like, I think, I think this is, this is good. I think I've checked the box and it was very strange because I thought, you know, my life would be fashion and, and all of a sudden it felt like, no, actually you did it. And so now what's next? And at the same time that I was kind of having those sensations and that, that thought was beginning, the wellness industry was becoming very, very popular. You know, the trend was kind of starting and all of my, you know, life, even though I'd been in that industry, I had personally been, you know, just obsessed with health and wellness always. So anything from my nutrition to supplements to, you know, nutritional science to herbs, um, you know, going on an ayahuasca retreat, stuff like that, you know, a long time ago. And people kind of started to come to me as the person they knew that was like doing the wellness already. You know, like, oh, I'm starting to hear about this thing in yeah. the mainstream, but I know Rochelle eats that really weird <laughs> smoothie every day. Like, let's well, so talk to her about that or about, you know, this yoga retreat or whatever it was. And so um, it started to be sort of pulled out of me. It wasn't something that I wanted to make my career ever. Um, I love it now, but it wasn't my intention. And um, people just started to ask, can you teach me? Can you coach me? Um, can you, you know, tell me what your practice is? And again, long story short, I started to basically come out of the closet about my, my health and wellness, you know, sort of passion or obsession, my personal practice. And, um, over time that turned into my full-time work. So from writing about it, then I produced a product line then I started coaching people, you know, that, that turned into, you know, in recent years, uh, a cafe and a, and a full, you know, product line and, and a, and a great private practice and a lot of teaching and speaking and that sort of thing. So I love it now, but I definitely didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. So then where does, where does the education come from? Obviously it sounds like you've definitely educated yourself and you've had the lifelong passion and you grew up and did you, at the time decide, okay, I'm going to like dive in and take courses or, um, mm -hmm. yeah. How yeah. did that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So there was a ton, I mean, I would say 90% of what I do is, um, self-taught and learned by doing, you know, like having years now, I think it's been yeah. five or six years of seeing clients. So that's a ton of, you know, foundation. But when I decided to transition my career full-time into wellness and herbalism um, as, you know, part of it, uh, I definitely, then I went back to get more sort of official schooling. So I had done lots of like smaller yeah. certifications and apprenticeships and that kind of thing. But um, then I did study uh, herbalism specifically and complementary and integrative health um, specifically or broadly. And also I continue to do, you know, even as I'm practicing, I continue to do more studies. So like right now I'm looking at going back and doing probably another two year program in herbalism, just because it's 
we can never know it all, you know? So. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee. Right now, chaga is my favorite functional mushroom, and the compounds and antioxidant properties in chaga play a big role in supporting our immune system and maintaining its overall function. So I'm a big fan of the combination of chaga and lion's mane in Four Sigmatic's coffee, which is also third-party tested for mold, yeast, bacteria, and other toxins to make sure that they're only offering the highest quality product to their customers. I'm so happy to have worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling Lion's Mane and Chaga coffee, and this is just for the fullest podcast listeners. Receive up to 39% off their best-selling Lion's Mane coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com forward slash the fullest. This offer is only for the fullest listeners and is not available on their regular website. So go to foursigmatic.com slash the fullest. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash the fullest and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. The full discount will be applied at checkout. I love that approach to being a lifelong student and just cultivating your own, you know, your own practice and what it is for you personally and how it, it turns out for your clients and just always being open to learning more. I think when people start to, you know, toot their own horn and act like they're the end all be all expert, then that's when you know to question things like Mm -hmm. not to question people, but just a reminder, I think at the end of the day, and this is kind of what we always want to inspire in people at the fullest is like, find your own way because what works for another person is not going to work for you. And, and this idea of like one size medicine is not working. Clearly Mm -hmm. it's not working. And it's especially working for our minorities. It's especially not working for our most vulnerable population. And I think um, that's the sad part about all of this is that um, I don't think we're realizing that when we talk about things like um, universal health care, which we absolutely need, we need to like look at that more holistically. And I love to ask practitioners such as yourself what your thought process is on all that if you're interested in getting into politics, which I always end up doing because it all you know, it's, it's our society that has a direct relationship with how we are. Yeah. Well, let's see if, if I kind of answer your question, um, with these thoughts, um, you know, I think that something that's always mattered to me and that I've tried to work into, you know, the costs of my sessions, the definitely the topics that I cover, the approaches that I use, the herbs that I use, you know, the price points of things that I work with, you know, all of that. Um, The intention is to make the information accessible and empowering to people. So my interest is in, and this happens with all of my clients, you know, this is, my interest is in educating people to a point that they are then able to not only, you know, not need me anymore, um, but also to 
more um, comfortably navigate the whole world of, you know, marketing and wellness marketing or health marketing, because the health industry, I mean, from a lot of different angles is just, it's confusing and it always has been. And you get these trends and these diets and these, you know, supplements and superfoods and, um, you know, a bunch of different things that are just people, you know, should I eat better? Should I not eat better? Should I, you know, be keto? Should I not be keto? Anyway, you know, my, my intention is to teach people things that are lifelong tools, you know, things that never um, go out of style. They're never out of trend. Like these are basic human self-care, nutritional and kind of preventative medicine um, functions. These are like inherent um, abilities that we can have as people, but have a lot of us have forgotten or never learned. So, you know, something like understanding what the body's signals are saying and then working, you know, at a root cause level as opposed to the mentality right now, even in the natural health world, the mentality is give me a remedy for a symptom. What's the herb for X? What's the medicine for X? What's the, and if, if I can break people out of that thought process and say, what is the cause of X? And how do we resolve that instead? You know, that's something that's going to serve them for the rest of their life, regardless of um, what they have access to and regardless of what's popular in the health and wellness industry. So I'm really trying to work with kind of fundamental um, wellness practices. And then on a basic level, you know, I, I'm not accessible to everyone, but I do try to be as accessible as I can, you know, afford to be. So I have sliding scale for my sessions sliding scale for my events. And then, like I mentioned, you know, I talk about food medicine most of the time. I talk about herbs that you can get at, you know, any grocery store, cinnamon and garlic and those kinds of things. And we can get, you know, deep and talk about, you know, Ayurveda or, or um, you know, shamanism or something like that. But if somebody doesn't have access or interest in that, then I don't need to go there to help you be healthier. So hopefully that kind of answers yeah. your question. Yeah, it definitely does. I like that you brought up like, garlic and cinnamon because these are you know herbs and spices and such things that are part of different cultures so when we talk about like minority um groups that are you know lacking um resources to have access to this stuff it's like that's what you can get at your it's part of um a lot of different food and the food culture so it's just about mm -hmm. like thinking about it and having access to that information and yeah i love I mean, that's kind of like, you know, what's so important to us too is providing the information so that it's free so that anyone could go on and read it. It's just about getting the word out, you know, and I love everything that you share, your newsletter. I think it's so on point. And I'm so curious because you are based in New York, I want to know what went down in spring, like in March when everything started happening, like. What was that like for you as someone who obviously so many people look to for this information of what to do? And, you know, there's so much fear and the fear obviously kicks in and can make you sick. And um, so I'm curious how that was for you. Yeah, um, it was it was scary. You know, it was definitely a scary time. Um, and let's see. 
I think, you know, for the first two months, um, everybody, I was very, very busy talking about immunity and everybody wanted to know every single thing, you know, possible to boost and support the immune system. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, that's, that's really just what I talked about, I think, with most of my clients and kind of, you know, companies or partners or, you know, content providers, anybody who sort of reached out and said, can you please speak on the topic of immunity? So that was a big focus. And then there was a lot of like our, our cafe is closed still since then. Um, but we have an online store and the online store was very, very busy. Then I think people were stocking up on supplies and products to help their health, <laughs> you know, um, and I think maybe the most interesting point there, because probably none of that is a surprise, uh, but the most interesting point was that, you know, I, and I said this in the newsletter, so you probably saw this too, um, you know, there were a lot of folks, and there still are, who claim to know how to, um, you know, cure or prevent or you know, treat this coronavirus naturally. And I am not going to proclaim that they are wrong, but I am not one of those people. And I was definitely and still am of the belief that we can do everything that we can do to make ourselves very, very well and our immune systems, you know, resilient. Um, but I am not going to claim that I have the, you know, prevention for this yeah. Um, yeah. virus or the cure. So I definitely wanted to make that very clear to people. And I think a lot of folks were kind of asking me to, you know, get on the bandwagon of some of the natural wellness practitioners that were in favor of these alternative medicines and kind of promote them. And, you know, I was very resistant to that because I just think that we, you know, had so much and we still have so much to learn about what we're dealing with. So yeah, I but I do think that an important point that you made though is this idea of prevention and supporting your immune system and boosting it because I will say that it's it is super important that you dis, that there's a distinction between curing and preventing or not you know not even saying that you can prevent it because you never know but just supporting. And mm -hmm. I think that that was even seen as controversial to even say um, that there is such a way to boost your immune system because as someone in the wellness world, you know, I saw many headlines saying that's not true, that's not possible, there's no way you can boost your immune system. And that is the type of information that really bums me out because mm -hmm. we just spoke about getting information out to people so that they have the access to the resources that they need to make the decisions that they need to make. But when talking about um, your, you know, basic tenets of things that are going to keep you hopefully feeling good and feeling well and support you, when those um, topics are being censored, then it's definitely something to, you know, share whether it's you know not in your newsletter or not but just in a at a dinner party with a friend or a conversation with anyone I think that these are important things to bring up because I think at the end of the day talking about making your own um 
just be empowering yourself to make decisions on your body and trusting that uh, trusting different experts, whether they are obviously doctors at the hospital that are seeing it firsthand and telling you what's going on or a clinical herbalist such as yourself that's seeing people that might not have it but are just coming to support themselves. I think just like looking at things from all angles and I think we forget to do that as a society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely do. It's give me the quick fix preventatively or give me the quick fix cure. And um, yeah, the immune system, I mean, it is a nuanced point. I think there's, you know, there's a lot we can do. I mean, I know there's a lot we can do to make it healthy and strong. Um, I think sometimes you hear like boosting and kind of, I don't know, amplifying or something, the immune system. And that can be a negative thing for someone with an overactive immune system, you know? So of course that's not what we're trying to do, you know? Um, We're looking for things like medicinal mushrooms, you know, that are immunomodulators that are going to help it be, you know, fully functioning, but not overactive. Um, I saw a little bit of that conversation happening, but you know, no, 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 health practitioner worth their <laughs> worth anything is going to, you know, give somebody something that's going to make their their immune system overactive. You know, it's like that's not what we do. I like that you brought that up. I know medicinal mushrooms really like it's so interesting because as trendy as it is and um it's the truth. Like it really does just it, they're amazing. And they do oh, help they are. people and are so yeah, I mean they're trending for a reason, <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was expecting the trend to like go away. To be honest, and um, it's really I think here to stay, which is amazing. I mean, even back in the day, like my husband, I don't know what you think about muscle testing. Actually, what do you think about muscle testing? You know, I don't work with it very much, or I mean, I don't work with it. So um, I think it's interesting and I, I respect it. Yeah. Nothing negative to say, but it's not something that's like part yeah. of my practice. Yeah. Yeah. I find it super interesting. Like when I met my husband, we were like in high school, he had some muscle testing done down at like, I don't know if you guys have Pharmaca in New York um, hmm. or I mean, in Washington where he got the muscle I think testing. We do. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so funny. And um, I didn't really know anything about it. It was like, you know, pre being really all into this stuff. And, and I couldn't believe because he has like some deviated septum and sinus issues, and it just immediately like cleared it up. And so that was an interesting experience for us coming into it, not really believing it and seeing what a difference it made. And, and again, like doubting, um, you know, just, I don't think it's like, necessarily great to go into something doubting it but sometimes when it surprises you it really is amazing because then you're like sold on it forever so yeah. I've had that I've definitely had that experience with muscle testing I would have never thought that I think it's I still think it's interesting how it all works but another thing I um I absolutely love and I wanted to talk to you about is just your gummies like I love them so much I'm obsessed with them and I want to know what the thought process was behind that. Like, is it something that you started doing for yourself and then you brought it out to the world? Is that the first product that you launched as part of Supernatural? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I'm glad you love them. They're 
they're definitely they might be the most popular thing that we do <laughs> so that's good um yeah so the way it went with the with the herbals is you know back i mentioned back when i started um when i first started in in wellness um i did have a, a product line that included teas and tinctures and like natural toothpaste and room sprays and all these different things and um it was going well, but it was getting to the point where I was going to have to kind of scale it out of just making it myself and, you know, doing the labels myself and, you know, getting it to a, a proper production um, sort of facility and process with it. And I kind of looked at, at everything that I was producing and I was like, you know, I like all of this, but it just, it doesn't fully and like most accurately represent what I'm trying to do here. It's not it's not totally conveying my message and I need to commit to a product or a product line that really represents my philosophy. So I stopped producing all of it and I just waited. I didn't know what it was going to be that I was going to do as product, but I just waited and probably two years went by and the idea of a gummy um, took shape and it makes sense because I work so much with food and herbs and um, sort of convenience, practicality, ease, and that whole, you know, back to that conversation of meeting people where they are and being accessible. You know, I was, I was at my cafe and I would watch people with tincture bottles just be confused. You know, am I supposed to put this in my mouth? Am I supposed to put it on my skin? How much? Like, and even tinctures, you know, if you're in into tinctures you think it's the easiest thing in the world but for somebody who's new to that uh it's still confusing and i was like you know that's not easy enough i want it to be even more accessible to people and clear you know the idea of a gummy you don't have to explain to anyone it's just it's so straightforward you know everyone knows what to do with those so um you know got the idea yeah definitely <laughs> My um, son was two years old, um, so yeah, you definitely don't have to explain it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, kids love them, and they're totally fine for kids. I mean, I wouldn't give the energy gummies to the kids, but the calm, you know, the nerve less are great for kids. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had, yeah, had the concept, and then I basically had the blend of the herbs. It's one of my most um, popular kind of best-selling blends. I do it in tea. Um and I used to have a tincture for it and I would serve it at the cafe. So I hired um, a sort of food designer to work with me on the recipe. Uh, somebody with a really sophisticated palate. I wanted these to be adult. I mean, they're good for kids, but there's like, there's fresh tarragon in them and, you know, lavender flowers and absolutely no, you know, um, gum and weird stabilizers uh, or you know, anything else you would expect that I wouldn't put in there, you know, no processed sugar or anything like that, no gelatin. Um, so I needed somebody who could help me develop a range of these with really, you know, really sophisticated um, flavors. I didn't want it to be just strawberry, lemon, and grape, you know? So this is, you know, the, the Nerveless is um, honeyed lavender tarragon. The, um, the energy flavor kind of tastes like a mulled wine. Uh, we use actually fresh vegetable juices in it, along with a lot of different herbs, medicinal mushrooms, adaptogens, lots of things. And I actually have a third gummy 
that's fully ready to go. We're just, we just haven't launched it yet. And that one is sort of citrus and um, grassy and just, you know, just beautiful. So if you, if you like the, the flavor oh experience as well. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she that helped me develop the recipe. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this year, just kind of waiting to see what the world is doing before we like try to put out another, you know, thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then, and then we um, went into branding them and, and producing them. And now they're, they're produced um, by hand, uh, but in large batches in a kitchen in Greenpoint. And we have stores all over the world, actually. Congratulations. I, I really feel the benefits of them. I really believe in them. And I think you're right. It's not something you have to explain. It's not um, overwhelming. You know, you just take it and, and you get a little treat, too. So it's really fun. I'm so excited for the new flavor. I can't wait. You'll have to tell me when it comes out. <laughs> I will. I will but send you something. Yeah. What inspired the cafe? I mean, other than like, there's nowhere really to go in New York. So I'm glad that um, I wish I could experience going there and bummed that it's closed, but I can't make it to New York anyways during this time. But yeah, what inspired you to go all in on opening a cafe? That's a huge, huge um, thing to take on and I'm curious what your plans are like are you definitely gonna open it up when things go back or what's the deal with that yeah um so the cafe it was actually it's funny it's a, it's it's sort of been this I feel like it's been the theme of of a lot of my wellness sort of journey um the cafe wasn't something I was trying to do or necessarily wanted to do, but somebody approached me and asked me if I would do it. So the first Supernatural Cafe was in Manhattan, and it was at this yoga studio called Womb Center. Um, amazing location, you know, across the street from Whole Foods on Bowery and Houston. And they have a sort of um, reception or greeting area in the front of the yoga studio. And we had met each other just just a couple of times and they liked what I was doing and they said, you know, would you like to talk about um, taking over this space and creating, you know, a cafe here, some kind of tea bar or something, you know, something like that. And, um, and I said, yes. And that was how the first cafe was born. So it's, you know, it's like a little apothecary. You can come in and um, buy bulk herbs. You can have drinks, you can sit, you can meet with me and have wellness sessions um, and then as I was doing that, I think, you know, about a year went by and then industry city approached me and said, we love what you're doing here. Do you want to come out to industry city and have your own space instead of being a shop and shop, you know, expand because they have a great, you know, they have a ton of property and they're really supportive of small businesses and they wanted to, you know, have supernatural out there. Um, and so once again, you know, I said, yes, um, and closed down the womb center shop. I didn't feel capable of like well managing multiple locations yet. So we're only now in industry city, but we're our own space and there's retail and, you know, beverages and snacks and you can sit in there. And of course you can meet with me and you can get, you know, herbs, but it closed in March. Um, you know, we all went into quarantine then. And um, I do intend to reopen. Yes. I think, what I'm going to do is see what the state of New York is in 
about a month in mid-September and make a decision then. Um, we will either open. Uh, I think there's a lot of sentiment that it's possible New York might close back down again for the fall winter. And if that's the case, I can't open and then close again. Um, but we will reopen either then and stay open or we will reopen in 2021 when the rest of the world comes back online. And meanwhile, um, we're an online shop and everything is just happening virtually. And I'm, you know, shipping out of my home, home apothecary where everything started. So very, very grateful to be able to say that we will reopen. But as of now, um, that's the plan. Yeah. That's such good news to hear that you're just, you know, staying positive and planning to either open now or later, but you know that you're going to open it up and have, you know, faith that things are going to go back, probably not all the way to normal right away, but people need what you're offering them. So I think that's great yeah. that you're going to open up. Well, thank you so much for, you know, hopping on and chatting with me. I'm so happy I got to know you and I'm really excited for the new flavor of herbals coming out and and yeah, I just really appreciate you and your voice in this space. So thanks so much for sharing with us. Oh my gosh, thank you. And the feeling is mutual. So I'm I'm excited to see you when, when that happens. And meanwhile, we'll just be sending love back and forth across the coast. 